Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Welcome to Locked On Mavs. We are locked on. My name is Nick Exton. I am a writer at MavsFanatic.com. And joined with me, as always, Isaac Harris. As always. I guess we just now get rolling. As always. (laughs) As always. This is the first time. Uh, So, yeah, if you are listening to this right now and you are very confused, I can completely understand. Uh, You know, Jack and, uh, and Mike handed this over to us by way of David Locke. So thanks so much to David Locke for reaching out to us to do the Lockdown Mavs. Um, so yeah, we'll be taking over this this podcast forum. Uh, they moved on to bigger and better things. And uh, so now we're moving up. We're moving up to the to the Lockdown family. So thanks so much, guys, for, for having us. And yeah, so I'm Nick Angstead. I am a writer at Mavs Fanatic, like I said. I do the Mavs Fanatic podcast as well. I also have a podcast called Seeing Stars Podcast, which covers all the Dallas sports teams. Uh, so Cowboys, Rangers, uh, Wings, FC Dallas, Dallas Wings, Dallas Wings, which I just came from a game, uh, hanging out with Skylar Diggins. She took a picture of me, by the way. I bet she did. <laughs> Inadvertently, she <laughs> took a picture of me. I was part. I was one of the subjects in the picture that she took. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I, I do that, and I uh, just graduated from Dallas Baptist University. Um, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with life, as a lot of people are. You know, just out there in the the nebulous trying to figure out how to to run my life and live my life and uh yeah so i'm joined with by isaac harris isaac what do you do where are you from man what do i do (laughs) i'm from i'm from the great state of kentucky and yeah my wife and i we moved to dallas uh, you're actually in the great state of kentucky right now (laughs) i am yeah i'm back back home visiting some some friends some family and uh it's ha- having fun it's not as hot here as in dallas but uh scorcher this week yeah so but it's fun uh, my wife and i we moved to dallas some years ago and you know i just graduated my master's a few weeks ago two three weeks ago so looking forward to it i'm the editor at the smoking cuban so it's kind of cool nick and i got to know each other over this past year as we were both credentialed reporters, we're both, like I just said, uh, credentialed media for the Dallas Mavericks. So hashtag we the media, that's us. Hashtag we the media. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we go to a lot of the practices, a lot of fun stuff. Go to all the games, all the home games, yeah. and uh, it's been fun all this past year. I've been the editor of a site for two years, been writing for the site for three years, and uh, got, I have a great staff. Our staff's great. A uh, big staff now. Uh, site's grown. We had some record numbers over this past year, so uh, it's been fun. I like to write. And uh, Cole Rast, he's our he's our my co-editor. He's a great guy. Just got married, so shout out to him. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's been fun. Mav, Mavs are are cool. You know, I said I'm from Kentucky, and we have no pro sports teams. So growing up, I didn't <laughs> have that life. Kentucky basketball uh, isn't a pro team. Like God. I feel like that almost counts. It, yeah, people here think they think treat that like that counts. Yeah, so uh, but it's been fun. Dallas is awesome. We love it. My wife loves it. My wife's from Brazil, 
So she likes she likes the weather, and it reminds her Brazil and the food and tacos. She likes tacos. <laughs> I went to Rusty Taco today. It was good. Got some good stuff. That Baja Ooh. shrimp. That Baja shrimp taco. Mm. I like Rusty Taco. Yeah. I also I you uh, you totally one up to me with the uh, the thing guys. I didn't say anything about our staff at Maps Fanatic. We have a great staff as well. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys uh, don't know, Ryan Wilson started this website. We're not affiliated with any th- any uh, any other blog. We're an independent blog, and uh, Ryan Wilson started it uh, in 2011 after the championship. He was just so inspired by the championship and so inspired by Dirk that he decided to start writing and write his own blog, and uh, it's turned into what we had today. We've you know a couple of us credentialed me and Michael Lark. You've definitely seen his photos somewhere out there. Every like you know so many players and. You know, the teams have shared his pictures, and Seth Curry used one the other day for his birthday, and it's good stuff. So we're over there at Maps Fanatic trying to make things happen, and so go ahead and uh, you can go ahead and check out MapsFanatic.com. Follow us at the Maps Fanatic, but you probably do at this point because, you know, if you're a Maps <laughs> fan and you don't follow the Maps Fanatic, that's probably something you should do. There so, you go. All right, well, enough well, about you- us. There's actual there's actual Mavericks news going on this week, despite it being the off season and despite it being – you know, a slow time, sort of, it's, you know, gearing up to draft. But at, at this point, I feel like in the draft area, you're just like, all right, we've kind of learned everything we can about these guys right now. They've done the combine. They've done the interviews. They've played all their games. They, you know, they've had all this stuff. And so we're not really learning too much. We're just kind of like overthinking things at this point. People are talking themselves into different players. You know, I, I, I just said to you before the podcast that, man, I'm – I'm kind of liking Laurie Markkinen. Like, he's kind of growing on me. The more I watch about it, the more I'm growing on him. And I don't know how. It's just a dangerous time right now. Uh, but there is some news. There was a, a report from Scout.com, which is Mike Fisher's site, that uh, that there's gonna there's multiple teams that will offer Nerlens Noel a max contract. And if you don't know how max contracts work, um, then Nerlens Noel has been in the NBA for four years, and so he falls in the first tax bracket. We'll call him a tax bracket of of players that have been in the NBA from zero to six years, and then it goes seven to nine years, and then it goes ten plus. So when Al Horford got that, and Mike Conley got those huge contracts last summer, and everyone's saying, "How do, how are those guys worth thirty million dollars?" Well, it was because they had played in the NBA for ten plus years. And they were eligible for those contracts. And so they were given those contracts. And so Nerlens Noel is the lowest level of max contract because he's only been in the NBA for so long. And he's still so young. So he you know, shows a lot of potential. But Isaac Harris, are there actually multiple teams that will offer Nerlens Noel a max contract? $26 million starting in the first year. I don't know. I mean, Brooklyn, I did a, I did a piece a while back. Obviously, we write a lot. So you're going to hear... I did a piece a lot. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> we the media piece. hashtag. I did a piece. <laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like I write. And, uh, but no, I did a piece a while back. How if Dallas did not want to pay Nerlens the max, then your biggest fear is Brooklyn trading Brooke Lopez on draft night. You know, so if we come to draft night and Brooklyn, you know, they ship Brooke Lopez off to Charlotte or whatever team it is, you know, mid first round, late lottery. Maybe they get a, you know, a first for Brooke Lopez. And so they unload him and they don't bring a ton back. I'm worried at that point. Not worried that, you know, I think Dallas made the trade saying, hey, you know, we'll pay the max for him if it comes to that. But I'm worried that, okay, if they trade Brooke Lopez and get nothing back, then just go ahead and pencil Nerlens in for max in Dallas. But, I don't know. We talked about it a little bit before we push record. Like, 
what are some teams out there that you know that might throw some you know max money at him? And and there's not a ton of teams with big like a, a lot of cap space really. There's I mean, the, the, the cap spike happened last summer, and so we saw it go up, and we saw everybody have $20 million, and everybody freak out, and Alan Crabb get $19 million, and you saw Tyler Johnson get, like, you know, $50 million for, throughout this whole contract. And oh. and uh, who was it? Oh, Jan Mahimni. Shout out to former Mav Jan Mahimni getting, uh, what did he get, $16 million a year? And so a lot of people yeah. were hoping that that's what Nerlens Noel would get was that 16 kind of million a year, and if, if – if that's what Jan Mahimi's getting, then that's probably not. You know, Nerlens Noel is going to be way. Hey, Jan, Jan was a difference maker in the playoffs, man. <laughs> the different, it. the difference he made was for the Celtics. He made a difference for them. Uh, because... Six, six man. I, I think he's in the running for six man of the year award. I could be wrong though. But you look down the, you just look down the list, and if you, you even take out the cap, just take out you know all that stuff, take out all the numbers, and and just look at what teams need a center, like what teams would be going after a player like this. I mean, the Warriors, I guess, would be there. But you know, they're not going to have cap space. Uh, you just just go down the list. The Hawks, they have Dwight Howard, they they have their center. The Celtics, they have Al Horford signed for all those years. Could they go after him? Maybe, but they're definitely going to go after guys like Gordon Hayward, you know, and guys like that first Brooklyn Nets you already mentioned you have the, the Charlotte Hornets there they sort of have a you know a mess in their their center department and uh you look at the Chicago Bills they have Robin Lopez you look at you know the Cleveland Cavaliers they have you know Tristan Thompson they have they sort of have their bigs lined up and they have an insane cap number right now what what's Phoenix look like Phoenix they, they have Tyson Chandler and they have they have Alex Len so I mean if they make some moves yeah they could do it and they do have some they do have some financial flexibility, but I just, I can't see them going after another young center. Like you, you took Alex Len, and you also have Dragon Bender, and you have Marquise Chris that can both play some fo- play some minutes at five as well. Dragon Bender, yeah. Dragon Bender got barely any time last year, so he's he's going to come in as almost a rookie <laughs> in the way that he's you know. So you just look, you just keep looking down the list. You have the Pelicans; they have centers. Timberwolves; they have centers. Knicks even have you know their center. Are they going to put Nerlens Noel and Porzingis together? That could be an interesting yeah. combination, but I just can't see them doing that. You have the Magic with Vucevic and Bismack Biombo. You know, you have the Philadelphia 76ers that have Okafor and Embiid <laughs> that just got rid of him. They're not going to bring him nah, back. They ain't about to bring Nerlens back. Nerlens is pretty. Uh, <laughs> He's pretty uh, done with he, them. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't vocal, but. He made it very clear by his attitude and his statements that he did not enjoy his time in Philly. But we'll no. just leave that at that. No. Uh, also, in the uh, did you watch the game of zones from Bleacher Report with Nerlens Noel? Oh, and I, lo- I love those things, man. <laughs> when he was like, he was just like walking around like, uh, yeah, there was too many, there's too many centers and not enough minutes in. <laughs> Mark Cuban was like eating ribs that were definitely from like Champ, and he's like, "Dirk is the greatest, the, the greatest. greatest. Say it, <laughs> the greatest." <laughs> so, so yeah, there's just not a lot of teams that are gonna be vying for for a center like that. So I think the Mavs are are kind of in a good spot with him if he does get I signed. Think a good, I'll say this: I think it could come down to like the Brooklyn situation. It's a team that could shed somebody, you know. A team out there that's yeah. like, They're, you know, for instance, like a Chicago. Like, let's say Chicago is saying, 
okay, we want Nerlens. Let's just find a taker for Robin Lopez and then throw this money. You know, if it's a team like that that's saying we'll shed our center to somebody so we can spend our money on Nerlens, I think that could be a situation we could see. So, it, yeah. So a couple dominoes would have to fall in order for a team to yeah. go after. Um, you know, to go after you know something something like that. Skyler Diggins just liked one of my tweets, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna check that on that right now. That's a that's a good feeling. You gonna text it? That's a good <laughs> what up, what up, Sky? We're both married. We're yeah, both yeah. married individuals, Skyler. We can't do this. Can't. So another thing in the news was uh, JJ Barea was named the coach of the Indios de Mayaguez, Mayaguez, wow. which is a I Puerto Rican that. Puerto Rican professional basketball team, and. Uh, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, my gosh, is J.J. Barea retired? Like, no, no, he's not retired. They play basically, you know, April till, uh, you know, September the se- when the season starts. So there's going to be no conflict his, with the Mavs. Um, his contract will come off the books, though, right? <laughs> no, he's got, his contract's still on the books. He's still on the Mavs. He's still, I like J.J. He's still going to be throwing lobs to Nerlens. You know, don't worry about that. So, uh, But we – I actually know the communications director of that team, uh, Edgar Vargas, and so I – was talking to him today and he said that you know that mark cuban and rick carlisle are all for this and we're gonna have edgar on the podcast um maybe the next time you guys hear from us so we'll hear from him about this whole transition and how it's working so so that's that was something in the news and then the last thing in the news this week was that the detroit pistons are possibly looking for a veteran win now player for the 12th pick Isaac Harris, could Wesley Matthews be that 12th pick? I know you've gotten that tweet. We've gotten that tweet. <laughs> it seems like that's that's kind of the thing going around. And a lot of you want to get rid of Wesley Matthews. Like, okay, so here's the thing with with, with West. I don't think that da- Dallas is out there just actively shopping him. No. He means a lot. They love him. I think they're He chose he chose the Mavericks. Like that was huge. Yeah, for it, them. He chose Dallas and even chose Dallas after the DeAndre stuff, even though we yeah. upped his contract after DeAndre backed out. But still, and he's I mean, he's like what you would say Draymond is to Golden State. He's our glue guy, he's our heart of a team, like he's the veteran, just like defensive dude and but anyway, to say that, you know, he is I feel like there's a totally opposite end of the spectrum of there's there's one side of the Wesley Matthews like trade bait of hey let's trade let's trade West to Philly for pick three man like bro we we <laughs> yeah. can get the third pick for West no you're not getting the third pick for West like that's not happening but then there's also the, the side Mavs to, Bros for where, life like, I, yeah the Mavs Bros for life but there's also like the side too where I, I feel like people are really undervaluing him too to where yeah. oh he's 30 31 he sucks at shooting he's old and he's, he's just like bad and i'm like that's not true like he's top five top three wing defenders in the league like if you're telling me right now it's the last possession of a game and it's tied and you want somebody to defend that star player i mean he's up there like i mean i put you know obviously leonard but he's Dang, in the top can, five can we name five defender like wing defenders better than wesley matthews I don't know Tony Allen, Avery Bradley. This is two off the top. Cool. You said Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, still probably. Oh heck no! Don't. LeBron James. Gonna... When LeBron James wants to, he's he's definitely better. Five years ago, no. he, he can't keep up with somebody like with Russell. Like he's guarding Westbrook, please. He's just saying he that West Matthews can Lillard. keep up with Russell Westbrook better than LeBron James. Oh, absolutely. LeBron's just not – he's not there at this point in his career. I thought we he talked can't. about – I thought we talked about not doing hot takes before the podcast. I thought we talked about that. Man, <laughs> you, 
We got if we have first time listeners right now, I'm telling you one thing. They're all first time listeners. They're first time doing I, this. <laughs> that's true. This is our first time as us taking over, but I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. I respect him, but you're gonna you're gonna slowly get that uh from me. But but yeah, no, um what, Tony I mean, maybe Tony Allen, maybe Avery Bradley. Leonard yeah, for you sure. Throw like a, you throw like a Patrick Beverly up there, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. You throw, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, if you count Kevin Durant, I mean, I mean, definitely Draymond Green. I would take Draymond Green over over West Matthews, even as a yeah, wing defender. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, if you're saying Draymond Green or West Matthews have to guard guards, I'm like, I'm taking Draymond Green. That guy is. That guy. Yeah, but like, it. I mean, somebody like you know, like Lillard. You know, we saw West lock down Lillard. Yeah, or like Harden. The there's there's some that. some huge possessions this this year in, in somewhat meaningless games <laughs> that West Matthews took it on defense to James Harden. Yeah, and I'm not sure Draymond could effectively like lock down Lillard or Harden like Matthews can. Like th- that's the whole thing about as far as effectively. People used to make that. I don't want to go down the route again, but like people used to make the biggest deal about LeBron and say, "Oh, he can guard one through five positions." Okay, there's a difference between, hey, we're gonna put him on a young Dwight Howard, or we're gonna put him on a Westbrook, and can he? But can he effectively guard him? Like that—that that is my whole thing with it. Like he's six nine and he's built like a truck, but yeah, like we're gonna put him on some of these dudes, and then just because we put him on some of these dudes, that means all oh, hell, LeBron is the greatest defense. <laughs> Bullcrap, man. Like this is sort of the same thing with Nerlens Noel. Like Nerlens Noel can switch, and it's not going to kill the Mavs. But Nerlens Noel, you don't want Nerlens Noel guarding Damian Lillard or guarding CJ McCollum. But he can yeah. switch onto those guys, and it's going to be okay. It's not going to kill you. LeBron can switch onto anybody. It's not going to kill you. But he's also not that effective, you know, necessarily on yeah. those, those quicker kind of guards. But I, I still think he's a better wing defender. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's also, good. also Chris Paul. I'll put Chris Paul. You got to throw Chris Paul up there too. Yeah, yeah. Chris so I, th- I think there. we named five. I think we named five that are up there at least. The Tony Allen thing maybe yeah. could be could be discussed, but yeah. All right. So so now that that's that's in the news of, for the Mavs this week. There's not a ton going on, but but let's do let's do a draft. Let's go through a mock draft. Just what we're thinking right now, all the way up to nine to see who the Mavs get. Just you and I. Let's go back and forth. We'll see where we're feeling on the draft as of now, as of we're recording this on May 30th. So that'll, that gives you a little inside baseball into when we're <laughs> putting this out, depending on when it comes out. So, all right. Number one, we, you know, I think it's pretty obvious. Markel Fultz going to the Celtics, barring a trade and even barring a trade. I think that team knows that they're going to get Markel Fultz. Yeah, I agree. Just, I don't think there's any really discussion about it. Um, there's, you know, people saying that he's the Carl Towns of guards. I'm not sure about that, but yeah. I wouldn't go that far, but pretty much I think he's going to be really, really good. Yeah. The safest bet in this draft. All right. The, yeah. the Lakers going to the Lakers will take Lonzo ball. <laughs> I don't think that there's, there's any question about it. There's a report, a bleacher report report came out this week that said, you know, uh, Oh, they, you know, multiple teams think that Fox is the best point guard in this draft, not Fultz or ball. You know, oh, the Lakers. Are, the Lakers are looking at Fox and thinking about drafting him instead of Lonzo Ball. And to me, I just take that and I go, "It's the most deflecting time of the year." Like, like 
there's going to be all this information now that comes out. I think anything from now, like from a week ago till the draft, I think is just garbage. I think that there's just all this stuff, all these agents all over the place hearing stuff. Like Dennis Smith just hired an agent, so we're probably going to hear some stuff about him. You know, it's probably just going to come out depending on where he wants to go. Like he might want to avoid the Knicks, and so he might say some, you know, some damning stuff about him to (laughs) push him down a little bit. Like just random stuff is going to come out, and it happens every single year where we just see stuff that comes out and teams are interested in this guy and like, Oh man, poor Zingas is, is flying up draft boards. Like, no, the guy, you know, the guy went probably where we, a lot of us thought he would and stuff yeah. like that. So I, I think Lonzo ball is, you know, a lock there at, at, at two with the Lakers. I agree. And I, I like his fit too. I mean, not take the LeVar ball and all that stuff, but like him with Russell on the wing, like yeah. running that two guard and you got Brandon Ingram and him just rolling that offense. Like, yeah, I think it'll, it'll be fun. Yes, completely. Except for, uh, did you see the tweet that D'Angelo Russell liked? Um, was this no? It wasn't about Kobe, was it? <laughs> no, he said somebody uh, said watching Russell Westbrook highlights and uh, man, they better stop thinking about drafting Lonzo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody he liked it. Everybody freaked out about it. I don't know. I think oh, he just liked that somebody was watching his highlights. Yeah. So, all right, this is where it gets really interesting. Number three, the Philadelphia 76ers on the clock, and they could go anywhere. <laughs> I think they could go wing, they could go guard, they could go trade. You know, I, the only thing I, I think that they won't do is go big. <laughs> you know, they're not going to go marketing. Yeah. They're not going to go Zach Collins. They're not, you know, I mean, I that's those are the only places I, I don't think that they're going to go. No, I agree. Uh, I mean, for Philly, like, it's all about – I think this definitely is kind of where the draft starts for me. Yeah. Do they take – you know, are they going to start taking offers for Fox? And who, you know, who will offer what to move up for Fox? And so – but if they – it's this whole thing of like Monk is the best fit because of Ben Simmons, he is. They've publicly said he's going to be our point, our full-time point, like he's running the show. Yeah. Fox is Fox does not work with that. So – no, I mean that's just not going to happen. You and need they, shooters. They both around can't him, so. shoot. Yeah, so like Monk's the perfect fit. It's just, you know, do you justify? Which I think in this draft, you just take Monk and be done with it. Like you don't overthink it of saying, okay, Monk's the best fit, but can I trade down to like five and get him at five? You know, like I don't think you'd play with that. Although I think Orlando is a team to to watch out for. They just got some new management. Like they got young players. To where if they want to look at Philly and said, look at our roster, you can take the fifth pick in any young player we have for except, us to move up to three. Except Aaron Gordon. You think that you think well, that's Philly's not gonna want him anyway with that team, but Yeah, that would be interesting. You have Aaron Gordon and Ben Simmons playing next to each other. So th- this draft is in a way, like you said, you said that it starts after the second pick. The two thousand seven draft where you had Odin and you had Durant and it was like those two guys and then everybody else that the next couple picks are very interesting. <laughs> Three was Al Horford to the Hawks. Huh. Four was Mike Conley to the Grizzlies. And five was Jeff Green, who got drafted by the Celtics and traded to Seattle. And then six was Yijan Leon. You remember you remember Lee against Yi against the chair? He was <laughs> doing layups against the chair. I do remember <laughs> him, yes. Yes. Seven was Cor- oh, seven was Corey Brewer to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, and then Brandon Wright, former Mav, went number love that eight, guy, and then Joakim Noah number nine. So that that's a solid. 
That was a solid nine. It's pretty interesting, yeah. I mean, Joakim yeah. Noah was top three MVP one year, so. All right, so so at three though, I we I think we both have Monk going to going to the 76ers. I think that would just be the most fun thing. I think that would be the most effective basketball pick for them. Um, you could maybe yeah. talk me into Josh Jackson going there, but yeah, I, he he would be my like one B pick. Yeah, but I I think we have Monk going there. So so then Josh Jackson, I think we both have going going to uh, Phoenix at four. Yeah, I agree with that. And the last time we talked, we kind of talked about like mock draft stuff. And you said Fox before, and you mentioned about Fox going to Phoenix, and yeah. that's just like stuck in my head for like two weeks. And like, <laughs> I've been thinking about like, okay, would Phoenix do that? Like, would they put him and him and Booker would be awesome? Like that was yes. so fun to go the Kentucky guards. Um, but you, but you couldn't take Fox before trading Bledsoe on them because like the moment you take Fox. Everybody knows you want to trade Bledsoe. Yeah, and it takes all your out. leverage out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's one of those situations when it comes down to draft night, you know, what if they're looking at somebody like Sacramento at 10 and they're saying, hey, you know, give us the 10th pick for Bledsoe, then that would be like red flag for me. Watch out De'Aaron Fox and the Phoenix. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, and the, the case that I made for uh, for Phoenix going with, with De'Aaron Fox is they've been tanking almost the entire year. They, they, you know, and when you're tanking almost to the, almost from start to finish in an NBA season, you look at the you look at the boards, you look at those boards, and you say, okay, who do we have at the top? And basically, the whole year, Fultz has been up there, Dennis Smith has been up there at times, Fox has been up there at times, Ball is is up there, obviously. There's a lot of point guards. There's a lot of point guards being mentioned up there. And if you're going to be tanking the entire year, and they really wanted to get in that top, you know, one to two, like. A lot of Suns fans were so disappointed. A lot of, you know, uh, Suns people that I know that either work for the team or you know cover the team, they were super upset about <laughs> about getting that. It was just a devastating time to be a, a Phoenix Sun fan, and they really wanted to get up there. And I think if, if they don't try that hard, <laughs> they don't not try that hard. I guess <laughs> in the tanking way if they didn't expect to get to go up there and have to make the decision to get a point guard. Like, I don't think they're, they're tanking that much for Josh Jackson or Jason Tatum. Like, I, I just don't think that's a yeah. decision you make at the beginning of the season. Maybe they're just tanking just for the heck of it. Maybe I'm reading too much into this and that's why I have Jackson going there. I think now that, that that's where they fall. And I think that they go with him there. Uh, but the how Fox, fun would, what would have Lonzo been on Phoenix, man? Like, throw, yeah. I mean, I can just, I can just see Lonzo running you got Booker beside him. He's throwing lobs to Marquise Chris. Like that would have been a fun. And I think you can keep Bledsoe if you have Lonzo, because I think either him, either Lonzo or Booker can at least cover a three in some spots. I don't think you can yeah. play them and start them, but like Bledsoe was a two for the for the Clippers for a while, and he was a two in college with again, you know, with John Wall. So he's done that before. Maybe he's not super effective at it, but all right, we got to fly through these next ones because we're. <laughs> As, as we roll. always, as we always will, we'll go too long on things. All right, <laughs> if if Jackson goes to Phoenix, then Sacramento takes Fox. I think that's pretty obvious. They don't have a point guard yeah, at all. The Darren Collins experiment, yeah, pulls a Vladi and brings back Mike Bibby. Is that what he's? <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, with the fifth pick, we take Bobby Jackson. <laughs> Bobby Jackson <laughs> or Doug Christie. We'll take the. <laughs> All right, and so then uh, then Tatum falls all the way to six, which kind of looks like that's where it's going. Tatum's going to be the odd man out here, falling six to Orlando. They just need talent, so they take best available. I think that's pretty obvious. Although I will say this, John Hammond just came from Milwaukee. 
They got, I think, the guy from Toronto, too, as to be something in their front office. Hammonds loves length, took the Greek freak, all that stuff. Like, oh, yeah. he built the Milwaukee roster, and it's just all length. And even, like, the dude for Toronto was really high on that Bruno Caballico from Brazil. Come and he on. has, like, crazy length. So yeah. I, I probably just butchered that name. But <laughs> all I'm saying – all I'm saying is if they come to Orlando and they're like, hey, we want to build something similar, Jonathan Isaac, watch out a little bit. But Interesting. Do, do you take him over Tatum? Man, that would be crazy because let's let's say Orlando did that and took Jonathan Isaac in this situation. Does Minnesota take Tatum or do they let him fall to Dallas and then like – Or, you know, he, fa- he falls to the Knicks and then the Knicks are like, well, we have Melo. Well, we can take Tatum. I mean – how crazy are the Knicks yeah. at that point? And then, then all of a sudden, if they pass on him, then Dallas is sitting there like, do we want two Harrison Barnes? Like, is that what we want? Yeah. Is that what we really want? Then he could fall. Then he could fall again just because of fit. And I don't think I don't think he'll fall that far because you shouldn't. No, nah, but if, what's, you, if you're what's this say if you're this high, yeah, if you're this high in the draft, you shouldn't be picking for fit because there's nothing probably on your roster that you need to fit with things. True. <laughs> yeah, especially with Orlando. So. All right, and then Minnesota goes with Isaac at seven. I think, I think that's pretty much the the state right there. I uh, you can I still think they trade out, but yeah, because of that's that's probably where Tibbs' mindset is right now. But marketing, you could talk me into that would just be interesting with him and but him and it would be yeah yeah. And it would come down to do you want to do the small ball stuff with Isaac potentially you know being your small ball forward towns. Or do you want to keep the two big guy lineup? Like they roll out Cat and Dang now, or yeah, Jang, and they have they have like, Jang at a long contract. I think he's three more years. Yeah, but like put, I mean, imagine that offense with like Markinen over on the wing and Cat and Wiggins working. And I just saw this Draft Express video of Markinen making eighteen straight threes, and it was just like nothing but net on. Like Don't say almost that. To all me. Of Don't say that to me. <laughs> All right, but anyway, yeah. Let's just say Isaac uh, goes to Minnesota, and then you have the Knicks, the New York oh, Knicks. God. On the board for the Knicks, you have both the point guards. You have Dennis Smith, Frank Nealakina. You have Laurie Markkinen. You have Zach Collins. You have Jared Allen, maybe. Uh, OG Ananobi. It's my talking about my boy. <laughs> OG, OG. <laughs> uh, I think Frank. I think Frank fits with them too well for the Knicks to pick them. I think they'll just totally talk themselves out of it. <laughs> I just think that's where it would be for them. Um, but yeah, I, he's. He, I've had him penciled there for for New York for a while, yeah. and he fits the triangle. Phil, you know, he drafted Porzingis, some you know international mystery, and I don't know. I he's still my pick for New York at at that spot. But, However, yeah, who do you? Who, However, the best thing that Phil Jackson has done for the New York Knicks is drafted a tall, white, foreign shooter. So he's not does, drafted. Does Martin. he look? Does he look at the board and say, "Well, the best thing I've done for this franchise is take a chance on the tall, white, foreign shooter." Do I do that again? How do you put him and Porzingis? Do I run do it back? Put them out there together. Porzingis. Like if you're mellow. It- no, like, how do you even when you're like running the point and you like you jump up in the air and you go to throw it to somebody? How do you even distinguish Porzingis and Markkinen like so quick? You're like, crap, it's the same guy. Like, they don't look similar, but like really tall white dude that shoots well. They're almost the exact same build too. <laughs> I think they're both yeah. like super skinny and yeah. So 
All right, so if they take if they take Frank Nilakina, that leaves the Dallas Mavericks, and they, they have to go Smith, right? Like they have to go point guard. I think that that's no. those are the most that's the most amount of tweets I've gotten so far this this offseason is the Mavericks have to take a point guard. How could the Mavericks not take a point guard? I don't know, man. Like I'm not. I don't want to be Debbie Downer on Dennis Smith. I like him. I think he'll be good. It's just attitude and like motivation mean a lot to me. And it's just all about what ticks you, like ticks your, you know, moves your boat for you. Like, and for me, that means a lot to me. Like it, it bothered me that Lonzo didn't bring it for Deer and Fox game, you know, yeah. in college. Yeah. Like, that bothered me. But even though I'm a big Lonzo fan, but like Dennis Smith, I don't know, his, his size bothers me some, like just like just defending and stuff like that. But I think if you're telling me who I think will go, I think Smith would go. For me, you know who I'm going to take. If I'm sitting there and Jonathan Isaac's off the board, uh, Nilakina's off the board, I I swing and I swing for OG. I mean, I wow, I yeah, yeah. That's that's my thing. Like OG's my guy. I I think he is like when you look at it. I don't know it, his built. How I've watched a lot of tape on him. I talked to Yogi Ferrell about him this past season. I did a piece about OG. He was the very first prospect that I did a piece on this year, and that was like back, like when when Yogi first joined the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And piece. my very first prospect piece was like OG Anunoby could be the steal of this draft, and so I'm all in on OG, especially how this the how the new NBA is formed. I think you can just be solid, but that can be. We're I think we're gonna do some prospect you know, podcast yeah. talking about some dudes later on, but yeah, well, I would take OG Dennis Smith would be, uh, would be cool. I, I would be happy with Dennis Smith for sure. Marketing. That would be a different situation. There would be some riots. There'd be some interesting riots going on in Dallas. So yeah, I, you know, Dennis Smith going there. That's, that's probably where they go. If that's, if th- those are the cards that they're dealt, I think that the Mavericks would go Dennis Smith, unless they heard something in there and there's, interviews in those draft meetings that they're like man super red flag carlisle would not go with this because they would pick carlisle over dennis smith if if push came to shove i think they would go mm-hmm. with that and uh that and would... i just want to say i say this to like mass fans it's not the end of the world if we don't if we don't get a point guard in this draft like we've talked about and we're going to talk about there are they're not just free agents but there are other options and there are plenty of younger point guards that are on the trade market who says we have to have our future point guard of the next 10 years right now? Like it's not the end of the world. Uh, if you know, you come, we come out of draft night and we don't get, you know, Dennis Smith or Nilakina or, you know, one of those point guards and everybody's just mad saying, Oh, we're going to have Yogi or we're going to pay Drew holiday 58 million a year. Yeah. Tanking is a slow burn. Tanking takes a long time. Tanking takes a while to recover from. This entire season on the Mavs Fanatic podcast, I have been advocating for the Mavericks to not tank because of how long it takes, and I don't think Mavs fans are ready for it. A, a Harvard study came out today that a couple blogs covered saying that Mavs fans are the most loyal fans, and uh, I think that's because they haven't had to deal with you know tanking like this for so long. And so this is you're in you're in the the, the thick of it right now, guys. Like this is this is where it is, and uh, yep. it takes a while. So it, it be patient with the Mavericks. It's going to take a little bit. Uh, you're not gonna see all of a sudden, you know, the, you know, a guy come in right away and be LeBron James. <laughs> and so, if it's not, if that's not, if that's not the case, if you're not getting LeBron James, and if you're not getting, you know, a top five player at that spot, 
then you know take your time wait till the guy comes and if they take best available and it doesn't fit well you know if they take marketing if they think marketing is the best available then we have to trust the mavericks that they're taking that guy knowing that you know eventually you know he'll fit in <laughs> because he might yeah. not he might not now but he will you know down the road when he's ready so and it's also i want to throw this little tidbit in there it also could be indicative on what how like they view seth curry moving forward yeah, you know, if, if they think Seth Curry is their point guard of the future and they're ready to invest in him next summer, does that change draft plans? You know, if if it comes down to if Dennis Smith and OG and Markinen's on the board and they take Markinen or OG over Dennis Smith and everybody's just flipping out, then to me, to me, that's a little sign of like either they know they're confident in free agency or hey, like this is what we want Seth to be. So. All I'm saying is just keep that in the back of your head. Definitely. All right, so this has been our first run at the Locked On Mavs podcast. I'm Nick Angstead. You can follow me at Nick Van Exit. Shout out to Nick Van Exel, former former Maverick. And, uh, yeah, you can follow me there. Go to also, you know, head to MavsFanatic.com. Check out a bunch of our stuff right now. A lot of it looks like Dallas Wings coverage right now because that's where we are. But, but, yeah, so we'll be bringing this to you. Uh, five times a week i think if, once we get started once we get rolling maybe in august we'll take some breaks because there's just nothing there's nothing in august yeah and we got a lot of fun stuff planned too i mean we're gonna have some guests on we go to practices a lot so we're gonna have some yep. players on definitely we're gonna have i mean just people involved with math stuff on we're eventually gonna be taking fan stuff interaction all that stuff we have some cool things planned yeah so tweet us also you can follow isaac here at at Isaac Harris, NBA. Two A's or two S's? Don't you dare get that wrong. It's two A's. <laughs> two A's and Isaac. So there you go. Go ahead and follow us. Uh, this went a little longer than we'll normally try to go. David Locke will probably get mad at us. But, but yeah, so we'll, yeah. Be, we'll be going, you know, the normal Locked On Mavs situation, the normal Locked On Mavs way. So thanks so much for joining us, guys. Go ahead and rate and review this podcast if you liked it. If you didn't, uh, don't worry about it. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Boom. Peace.